My dear listeners, I hope today is going amazing for you. Join me on my podcast as I share stories of people just like you who made bold decisions in their lives and in turn, they live their dreams. As they say, it's up to you to make it happen. This show is sponsored by BioMental, all natural nutritional supplements for your daily needs. Always stay healthy, strong and focused, and the rest will follow. To learn more, go to biomental.org. Hello everyone, today we're meeting Nevria Yassil. She is a um, substance abuse advisor. She's also an entrepreneur, speaker, and author of the book, Mom, Help Me. Hello, Nevria. Thank you for joining us today. Hi, Anna. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. So let's start a conversation by diving into your journey of becoming the person you are today. What led you to discover your true passion in life? How did it start for you? Oh, well, my journey, how did it start? Like I was always into psychology, very interested into the criminal mind, always was, you know, uh, really had my passion in the forensics area. And I started doing research in jails um, in preparation for my PhD. And I found that, you know, a lot of the women I was working with had only one problem and that was drugs. So that was kind of like my introduction to the world of people being addicted to various kinds of substances. I started educating myself so I can teach these uh, wonderful women that I had the pleasure to meet. And I found moms that they were very ill-equipped to support their children once they find out that they are using drugs. So I started working with moms and I started working with teens because I think we need to reach this population when they are still young and start experimenting with drugs. We don't, I, we have the best uh, chance of recovery and turnaround once we, you know, we have a chance to reach these people before they develop a full-blown addiction. So my, my goal is to reach as many moms, educate, empower moms, and work with teens before they really go down the rabbit hole and don't know a way out. Yes, that's beautiful. And a lot of people struggle with uh, substance abuse and uh, you know, everything kind of starts like you mentioned in the early age when they're teenagers and usually they are vulnerable at that age and they started hanging out with people or listening to some bad advice out there and they start experimenting, trying. And then, you know, it doesn't take that long to get really into that rabbit hole, to become addicted to the point where it becomes an illness, something that they cannot control. So with you helping moms to really like uh, catch at the point where they can really help that person in the beginning, how they can identify what are the, the signals or uh, I would say signs that we all have to watch for if we have kids at that age and what could help us to really like uh, 
have a conversation with a person and see where they're at? I thank you for that question because, you know, I, you mentioned that I wrote a book. I want to show it real quick. Mom, help me. I have a whole chapter on how to detect that your child is using drugs. So there are some warning signs out there. And I found that many parents are quite slow on picking up on them because they don't know what to look out for. And those can be visible signs on your child, like the way they dress, the way they, um, you know, behave. Uh, the tools that they leave around, random household items at odd places like uh, aluminum foil or um, lighters or gas burners. It can be anything. And because every drug needs some certain certain kinds of tools to either be prepared and, uh, or consumed. So they will leave stuff around and you need to pick up on it. Does it make sense? Look for behavioral signs. Does it make sense for your child to wear a long sleeve on a hot day? Are they trying to cover up maybe some some uh, bruises? Are they trying to cover up some needle marks? Are they, you know, maybe scratching themselves until they bleed? Some some drugs really cause intense uh, itching. They they can feel sometimes this uh, sensation that bugs are crawling under the skin so they really itch themselves until they bleed so what is it uh, what kind of behavior is kind of like odd and my focus is on mothers because as a mom I believe that there is an intense and um, unshakable bond between mom and a child they know they feel they sense that something is wrong before anybody else does so they are the most involved and typically the primary caregivers for their child so although my book mom helped me is just for you know the title says it's for mom it is good for any caregivers but I want to give moms a hands-on tool what to do because I saw moms suffer and I just wanted to you know do my part and provide them the tools how to talk to them how to be the best role model how to guide them how to support them in their recovery so every step that they need to know and uh, before I forget I'm giving it away Anna for free at momhelpmebook.com it is completely free please get your hands on it maybe you know somebody that needs it Half of it is on preventing it and half of it is on intervening once there is a problem. So, of course, the goal is to prevent anything like that to happen because sometimes we like laid back and we think it's never going to happen to my child, never going to be happening to me and my family because we are the most successful uh, in our network. You know, we can sometimes think they're going to turn out just like us. But you know what? We are just one piece of the puzzle. What about all the other influences, their school, their friends, the neighborhood, their inheritance, their genes, their own personality and, and temperament? There are so many other things that can lead them to do drugs. That, you know, My goal is to make you as a parent, primary caregiver and as a mom, shine so bright, be so strong that drugs don't have any power. Yes, and that's beautiful. And I'm going to put it in the link as well uh, for those who would like to get the book. And that would be a, a great tool for uh, those who struggle or maybe they know somebody they can help. 
with uh, sharing that book as well. But also um, mostly the first, the reason why uh, those teens uh, turn into that type of substance addiction, it's mostly because of the way they feeling or they kind of like escape in that present moment not they don't want to deal with some kind of emotions that are going on they're not processing their emotions so it's about mental health also that is the foundation of why they look into that in the first place and i feel like if um you know we kind of prioritize our mental health and and and, and make it like it's normal to talk about our emotions to talk about our feelings to really say how what is it on your mind why are you feeling heavy how can i help you and if they knew there are resources available practitioners out there also that could help them with that to process and you know knowing that it's not a weakness a really like courageous act to ask for help if you're struggling with something depression anxiety anything that you know going on that you don't have to look into something that will give you that temporary escape but you rather process those emotions in the first place and that would be a healthier way to deal with that but yes uh it's still a pandemic and you know, it's uh, just crazy numbers in America. I don't know about other countries. It's just uh, a lot of cases where people overdose and they in their 20s and they end their life because of that. It becomes a problem to the point when a person cannot even deal with that. It's just taking over their life. So they have to um, reach for help or if they can, then if, if their caregivers can spot something that's going on with the teenager and give them those tools available or help them to reach for the help that would be something very important that will cost their life really because this is just just pandemic in my mind what do you think you know the reason why people do drugs is different, right? Every child is different. Every family is different. So people use drugs to fulfill a certain need. So we need to find out what is it that they need? What need are they trying to meet with the substance? Is it stress? Is it maybe a traumatic experience? Is it because some issues in the family? Is it a breakup? Is it bullying? So we need to find out what it is that is causing them. Maybe it's just, you know, trying to fit in with the friends or experimenting. So by finding the root cause of the problem, we can help them meet those needs in a healthier way without substances and drugs and also educate these teens when they are still in middle school high school we need to teach them how to deal with adversity many people think that problems are not normal that they're trying to hide but we need to teach them that it is a part of life things will always happen that you don't like hiding it hiding from it you know trying to find a band-aid cover up for it numb yourself from it it's not going to help problem will get bigger so we need to build you know build their resilience we need to empower them we need to educate them about the side effects uh, of drugs because you know what nobody who uses drugs 
look their best. They always look sick. They look old because teens are so self-conscious about their looks. And, you know, it's always a good idea. You know what? This is how, if you do drugs, this is how you're going to look like. I'm sorry. And your life is going to be all about drugs. You have those big childhood dreams and goals. Guess what? It's not going to happen. But I'm here to support you. I'm here to help you. And, uh, you know, your communication with your child is key. Make sure you have a positive relationship with your child. And your child, please, please, please don't make your child fear you. If your child is scared of you, you lose. Not only you lose, your child loses too, because they will not come to you when something goes off. They will not come to you when something is bothering them. They would go to somebody who may not be, have, who may not have their best interest in mind, but you will. So you want the first person to be on their list if something is off, right? You want that kind of a relationship with your child, whether it's good or bad. I'm here for you. I'm here to support you. We make mistakes. I love you, and uh, I know things were tough for you lately. Relate to them. Show empathy, right? They may, they'll be scared. They'll be scared that you found out. They'll be scared of you. They'll be scared to be punished. Be very understanding. Go down to their level. Be empathetic because we feel before we can think. So when you make them feel hurt, understood, and loved, they will open up to you and share with you, and then you can talk sense into their mind. Okay, there's great people out there who can help. So um, I'm here for you. We'll get out of this. I'm your mother. I want your best interest in mind. I have only your best interest and intentions in mind. And uh, we can, I'm here to support you. That's all. That's all. I mean, what else can you do? Like you can be the best support system for your child that they deserve. Be a good role model. Find positive uh, friendships for them. Help them find those positive friendships, which is not like, you know, uh, being bored at home alone. You know, they, be, they need to be active in social environments. They need to do some after-school activities, whether it's sports, art, or dance, whatever they are into. We need to have them engage with people who are uh, on, a, on a, you know, who are positive, who have similar goals, because these kids talk about different things. They don't talk about drugs, right? They talk about the next competition or the next game. Oh, or, or whatever it is, and the next, um, you know, workout outfit, whatever it is. So we need to, we can guide them. You can support them and guide them toward the right direction. But at the end, of course, they will make their own choice. But we as parents have a powerful tool because they're still living with you. They're still listening to you. They st you're still giving them allowance and they still depend on you for certain things. So we have a little bit more control and power. That's why I'm really focusing on mothers and teens because, um, we have the most control when they're to get them out when they're still young and just started experimenting. Yes, definitely. And you just mentioned communication is the key for us to establish that um, feedback with our child. It has to be from the earlier age. It's not just when something happened. It has to be like a foundation of the way you communicate with your child. So you know, you would be the first person they would share that experience with or ask for help. And yes, uh, if that 
uh, if your child is not the first one coming to you, you should be always asking how they feel and then, you know, starting that communication from your uh, place and then see what's, uh, how else you can improve on that. But I think the most important part is not judging because uh, usually they are afraid to share with you because they think you would judge them or you they will be punished. And if you have that safe space for them to really share and talk and tell how they feel and for them to feel loved, unconditionally doesn't matter you know what's going on you still love because it's your child right and they're supposed to feel that not just with you saying it it's the matter of feeling it and the more they feel that the more they will open up the more they will ask for help and they will trust you they know you have the best intention and um, you will help them with that situation and you should uh, be like uh, saying that we're a team and we're, we're in this together and I will help you you're not alone and they should feel that support from you and knowing that you know together we can you we can reach that point where you know I'm free and now like we can do something about it but uh, a lot of times yeah teenagers especially i think like they create that space with their parents and they start hiding they start you know avoiding the communication and, uh, and that could be the the problem uh, that will grow later on so i think if we as a parent uh, if we just uh, make it kind of like a practice to talk to our child every day on a daily basis, you know, just to check in what's going on, how you feel uh, and what are you doing? So knowing the activities they engage in, people they, they talk to and really like be involved in their life to the point where you know everything. You shouldn't be uh, guessing what's happening. You should know. And if you don't know, maybe um, there's something uh, you have to work on yourself and the way you communicate with your child. Because a lot of times, um, you know, we're demanding something to know, but at the same time, we're not given. We're not given something that they want from us. And like you said, there's certain need that needs to be filled. What is that need? What is that they need from us that we're not given? That's correct. Awesome. Thank you for pointing that out. That, you know, spend time with your child. I know we are all busy. Some moms are working two, three jobs. I totally get it. But there are time that you can use, kind of like small moments, make even small moments count, driving them to school or other activities. These are amazing opportunities to connect with them. And uh, not only ask them about their life and what's going on in their life, also make them a part of your life. Ask them for advice. This and this happened to me. What would you do if you were me? So it's kind of like gives them the opportunity to jump into an adult's role and how would they solve the problem if they were you? It kind of gives them this mental practice to solve adult problems uh, and 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 kind of like you know connect with them be make them a part of your world and vice versa and um you know find them mentors there may be some relatives they may be friends who 
you know, have more time. I would not leave a child, a teen home all day. You know, I would always make sure that they are engaged in sports, that they are around with really powerful people, smart, ambitious individuals that they can learn from because the conversations are different. Yes, and I think the more we um being engaged in their lives and give them the opportunity to connect and really uh, become an adult and to make those decisions, the more they, uh, they think into the right direction and they grow in as a person and they are focusing on something that is important for them. And if we surround or they surround themselves with people who uplift them, who motivate them, who are their role models, and they are focused on what is um, really like creating their life for their benefit, rather than being, um, I guess, uh, not doing what they need to do, not knowing what they want to do, or like feeling like they have... Uh, a lot of time on their hands and they don't know what to do with that time that's when they started looking for something to kind of like experiment with and yeah that's important to really like have that conversation and help your child to be engaged in something that they like and also to provide them uh, resources and you know to uh, to kind of introduce them to people who will help them to motivate them to um, to be their role model and mentor, which is important, I think. And uh, also like, um, you know, when it comes to mental health, we have to spread that awareness. We have to kind of like um, um, become active uh, in uh, prioritizing that. And, um, a lot of times people don't know that mental health is even more important than physical health. It's like it starts in your mind. It starts the way you think. It starts with what you choose to do, right? And everything comes back to your belief system. Who do you think you are? Who do you think you deserve of, right? And also with us not giving ourselves time for like self-care and self-love, and to realigning with our core values, knowing who we are, what we want in life. And it's kind of like creates the, the foundation, how we make decisions in our life. And especially like when you're young, you're still exploring, you don't know, but you need to have some kind of mentor who's been through the same path as you, who can guide you, who, um, but you have to also trust that person, right? So it has to be somebody for the child, even if it's not a mother, but maybe some somebody else who they trust and they know this person really, uh, you know, uh, tells them the steps that they need to take in order to achieve their goals in life. So that's something is very crucial into building uh the healthy and happy life and um, we need to like make it a priority not just for ourselves and for our kids so we need to be mindful of uh, who they hang out with and also like educate them like you just mentioned if you just tell uh the person you know this is what the drug addict looks like you know and this is what they uh 
basically you're not gonna reach what you want to reach if you continue going that path if that's not what you want but you want something different for yourself then you have to do something about it you have to basically show them the visuals they have to know what expected maybe a lot of times they don't know they think it's easy to stop a lot of times you ask the person who's addicted he or she would say i could stop at any point of time but they don't realize that it's taking control over them you know they don't know the power of that substance that really gets you know over the human being and with us educating and really like showing this is the result of that path if you choose to go that direction i think that's very powerful and that will kind of like uh, that reset the, the, the thinking in a way but also again we have to support with other tools as well because at that point they're very vulnerable and we need to help anything like what we can do at the point don't you think I think we need to start educating these teens when they're still in school because um, and deliver the message in a way that they would receive that is fun, that is motivating. I think uh, we can definitely do better um, in reaching them early on, you know, not only about drugs, but also about self-improvement, self-empowerment, teach them how to deal with adversity, teach them how to deal with, uh, you know, problems and how to say no to pressure, I I think we don't equip these kids properly and our some of our educational systems are dated kind of one example is drug addiction like they they do get a flyer home typically and they get thrown away into trash nobody reads them so this is not going to save your child's life so we need to reach and empower the kids when they're still young when they're still small and um and 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 moms empower yourself take care of yourself meet your own needs so you have the energy to be and present with your child spend time with your child so your needs matter as much as your child's needs you do matter self-love is not selfish self-love is the love for yourself and your family because when you are at your best you have the energy to give back so what is your need meet your needs you know, it can be anything. It can from meditating, taking a walk, going to the movies. It can be anything, whatever fills your cup, whatever gives you energy. And um, yeah, educate yourself so you can pass it on to your child. Yes, definitely. And also, like you just mentioned, we have to first think about our own self-care and self-love because again, how can we share that with somebody if we are not fulfilled, if we feel that something is lacking if we're not meeting our own need. So that is important and it's not selfish. It has to be also a priority. We have to make sure that we give ourselves time. And yes, uh, educating in the early ages is very crucial. And um, it's good when it's done in school, but as of right now, uh, you know, it's not the best system that we have in place. It's something to, I think, it's the opportunity to explore uh, that sector and maybe, um, 
you know, maybe eventually we'll come up with a new type of system that will really educate and empower the young uh, kids in school. But also from our perspective at home, we can do what, what is available to us. We should utilize a lot of different tools and resources and really put it to work and share and make sure that our child is empowered and know what needs to be done in when you know when they face different challenges and like you said to say no it's even that is so important because a lot of times they feel this peer pressure they feel like they have to agree to something but isn't that the case really so we have to kind of like show them what is possible what is important and that how they can um really manage this different situation when they come to face them and we 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 can't possibly do everything for them but what we can do is to equip them to educate that is very important from our point as a caregiver yep totally mm -hmm. right totally right and there are so many fun tools like role-playing mm -hmm. uh what would you do and uh, if somebody else offered you how would you react so what happens is you are preparing your child's brain it really forms the connections ahead of time before the real action behavior happens so when they are really faced with this situation they will know what to do because you programmed them you prepared them for for a real life situation or tell them call me whenever you feel uncomfortable just leave the uh, leave the situation leave the event leave this place whenever you feel uncomfortable you don't have to be there and um just that's the best you can do right we we cannot 24/7 guard our children what we can do is give them the tools that they need to succeed in life and one thing is to you know how do you raise uh, children in a drug filled world without drugs well that's the challenge and i'm mean, right here uh and my mission is to educate parents and uh, specifically moms and help them help their teen help them educate their teen themselves and coach the teen so again uh anna momhelpmebook.com completely free just get your hands on it and pass it on to somebody that is need even if you don't need it uh, it, and, and even if your children are young, like how do you raise kids without drugs? So half of it is on inter preventing it in the first place. So we don't want to wait until it happens. We want to really make sure that it doesn't happen in the first place. And there are some tools that can increase your probability and your chance that it won't. Yes, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts and wisdom. And uh, for those who would like to connect with you, how can they find you online? Well, if you want to schedule a call to discuss you, maybe you have an urgent family need you want to discuss with me, there is a way to get a hold of me. Just go on callnev.com, callnevnev.com, schedule a call or get your hands on this book uh, you will have a chance at momhelpmebook.com to get a, get a hold of me. And uh, yeah, I give courses, webinars uh, completely for free in school. So if you work in a therapeutic environment or an institution, get a hold of me. I'll be happy to see uh, if there's any way we can collaborate and, and reach as many families as possible. Because the more we reach, the more, the more lives we can save. Thank you, Anna, for having me and spread my message.
Thank you. And as we close today, what would be the thought for today for our listeners? The thought for today is get outside your comfort zone. That goes for kids, teens, and adults. Get outside your comfort zone. We all have these big dreams, big goals, but we don't want to take risk. You know what? My biggest lesson was take risk. You don't take risk because you don't want to fail, but you don't want to fail because you don't want to feel ashamed. You don't want to feel, because you don't want to feel ashamed, you play small and safe and that keeps you in your box where you are right now and you're not going to um, advance. You're not going to grow as a person. You know, even we grow even from making mistakes. Don't be ashamed or scared to make mistakes because that's who we, that what makes us better and stronger in the first place. So embrace the uncomfortable actions you're going to take and uh, do something. My challenge for you, for the listeners, do something you never did before today. Just be wild, not something stupid. I'm not telling you to go jump off the cliff. Uh, no, something safe but uncomfortable that is leading you toward your bigger goal, bigger dream, and and, and see what happens. You're going to go to bed as a different person, that's for sure. Yes, thank you so much. I hope you enjoy your day. Thank you. Thank you for listening to my podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, follow my show and leave me a review. I'd love to hear from you. To check out Intern Store, go to internpodcast.com. Stay tuned.